Do you wanna play a game? Do you like scary movies? Do you wanna eat some brains? Is your chainsaw arm groovy? How bloodthirsty could a talking plant be? Eat your liver with some fava beans and a nice Chianti. Come play with us forever, cause down here we all float. I never drink wine, so you're gonna need a bigger boat. Or a throat to choke, whether you're in the prim or dairy. Got red rum where your blood from, put your dead son in the cemetery. It's him or carry, be very afraid. You'll be our number one fan and get carried away. All working, no play, you know it always means you're in trouble, son. I came to chew gum and kick ass and I'm all out of bubble gum. What if Quint killed Jaws' his father? What if the Bob's body was marijuana? What if the leprechaun got a job as a bank guard? What if the Wolfman had a cowbell instead of Every Nars? scary movie made since Oscar Wilde was writing letters Had canon to watch them all and tell you how to make them better So put your earbuds in and forget what you're planning It's time to take our heads and shoot them out of a cannon 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 Welcome to Head Cannon. On tonight's show, we have a very special guest, good friend of the show, Mr. Josh Halterman. How are you doing this evening? Oh, I'm doing fantastic, man. I'm always happy to be here. Love being on the show. Love talking about movies. Oh, we love having you. We love having you. Brent, Brent, how are you doing up there? I had a nosebleed in the shower a couple days ago. Oh, no. You know, there's no contingency plan for that, you know? <laughs> like I, I, I wiped off my my, my fog my fogless mirror or whatever, you know? Uh -huh. I keep in the shower for shaving. I looked at myself. I look like I look like Patrick Bateman from American Psycho. <laughs> like, it's a startling, a startling realization. You're like, hold on. Wait a minute. What's happening? Or is it Jason Bateman? Patrick. Patrick Bateman. Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's the Arrested Development guy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <Never watched. laughs> see, see, I think when you get a nosebleed in the shower, you just have to bathe in the blood, right? To yes. and and kind of use it to to stay young. <laughs> yeah, I, I, felt, I felt refreshed. It's like this, especially all it, over me. if you have any kind of like resentment toward yourself. It's almost like bathing in the blood of your enemy. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> if you're your own worst enemy, yeah. yeah it's like, <laughs> your That's right. It was, like a, it was a rebirth yeah. for me. But, uh, but no, it's good to have you on, man. We were, uh, just so the listeners know, we've been, we've already been chatting for, for quite a while now. We almost forgot to start the show. We were talking about kidnapping oh, it is kids. Seven, and... you know, yeah, we are, we are a few minutes in already. I, I lose track of time. <laughs> oh, no, you're fine. <laughs> you're fine. That's great. But, but yeah, um, we... So, yeah, like, one of the things I was going to mention just kind of at the top is, um, you know, as we've talked about in other, um, you know, meetings we've had. I watch a ton of movies, and with the uh, pandemic uh, going on, it's only been exacerbated like to an unhealthy level. Uh, I've been going through an A24 kind of deep dive, which is the production company that did this movie, uh, Midsummer, that we're going to talk about today. And uh, Brent, as I understand it, you didn't, you hadn't seen this one before. I think Corey had, right? But I, I've definitely seen it a couple times. Yeah. I love this movie, but um, Brent, you hadn't seen it. I, I have seen it, but. I'll say this. There are some movies that like I like to think of. Like, I ADD watch them. <laughs> sure. And so I read the description for this one. I've done the same with another one. There was another one. It's not called Cannibal Holocaust. It's this other one that's really weird where this, where, where these like, um, these like 
not activists, but like well doers fly to like South America and like their plane crashes, I think. And then they get held hostage by these cannibals and they get brought in and they get put in like bamboo cages and whatnot. Well, like just like midsummer, I I read the description and I was like, I'm not watching the first 30 minutes of that movie. I want to go right to like the action. And so that's what I did with, and I went right to like the, the bamboo cages and the people getting slaughtered. I'll forget the name of the movie. Green something. I was gonna say it's green something. I can't remember exactly yeah. the name. Is that you know is that okay. Eli? Is that Eli Roth? No, I don't think he's in the anyway. Inferno maybe something Green Inferno. Think, is that right? That's sounds... anyway. Um, yeah, I think you're right, man. I think Green Inferno is ringing a bell, and it, it is an Eli Roth eye, movie. The description caught my eye in the same way as Midsummer, and so I advanced in Midsummer and totally missed out on on the whole like why why this lady goes on this on this trip and well that's and, i mean that's kind of yeah. the thing a24 movies i mean i feel like you have to it's funny because the last time we met and chatted we did um uh what was it reanimator reanimator which is which is just such a silly like rubber fest like horror <laughs> movie that i mean half of it is laughing as much as it is being grossed out yeah whereas a24 i feel like is the exact opposite of that. It's very much like a cinematic film, like a film lover's film. Yeah. And all, all their movies are. So like a lot of times, I feel like half their movies have this real slow burn where there's a lot of suspense and you kind of don't know where things are going and you're not even sure if anything's happening. Yes. And then all of a sudden things get really fucking twisted and dark and like change kind of on a dime near the end. Like The Witch is very much like this. Mm-hmm. You guys saw that one? That's also by A two four or I did. the bitch or whatever the. Yeah. Yeah. And then Hereditary. Hereditary was the, by uh, Ari Aster, the yeah. director of uh, of this movie, Midsummer. And so yeah, that one is another one where it's like, let's do a four minute pan in on a dollhouse with a severed <laughs> head, and you're like, the fuck is happening right now? Like, right. what is this? I'm watching. <laughs> and Midsummer has a lot of stuff like that too. But I feel like this one, um, especially for this director. It's much more refined and it like kind of plays with the suspenseful stuff and it doesn't get too slow, you yeah. know, in parts like just when you feel like it's getting kind of sleepy and slow, something real weird will happen yeah. or something yeah. will make you go like, yeah, I feel really uncomfortable and kind of dirty. <laughs> like all this is really not rubbing me the right way. Like, yeah, <laughs> so yeah. That's a quality I love about this movie. Yeah. Well, and for our listeners, so yeah, we're talking about 2019's uh, Midsummer. And uh, and we did cover in a previous episode with uh, with Adam Dix the Ari Aster's previous movie Hereditary. Uh, so if anybody if anybody wants to follow along, go listen to the first movie and then and then listen to this one. Um, but yeah, this movie, I, I go back and forth on which movie is more unsettling, Hereditary or Midsummer. I think I like Midsummer more just because I think it's I don't Midsummer's like the light the bright version of hereditary yeah. right hereditary like is very dark that's what i was thinking and too. and midsummer is like bright and shiny and it's almost more unsettling uh because it's it's like set in this like bright sunny atmosphere you know well yeah i mean i was gonna say that that's kind of where i go with it too because it's like when everything's kind of dark and ominous i suspect you know ominous things but midsummer has this way first of all of being super fucking dark at the beginning yeah. When her like sister kills herself and her I mean spoilers for people like but it is in the first five minutes. Right. <laughs> I mean, I mean if you spoiler the first five minutes. 
But uh, but yeah, super dark the way there's like the murder-suicide thing, and it's in a super dark and eerie way. And then they also, which I find really fascinating because it's a movie choice that I think is really brave and hard to pull off, they decide from the onset to kind of make every character unlikable in some way. Like, none of them are really great characters. They're not idealized, like, film figures. They're just, like, kind of real people that you sort of knew at college that you didn't care for, (laughs) you know, and you grew up and moved on with life. I mean, even in the beginning, and, you know, we talked about this, and we'll, we'll talk about it more as we go a little bit, but... You know, even Christian, like, you hate Christian at the beginning. Like, off the top, he seems like a shitty boyfriend. Yeah. But before the death stuff happens, you're kind of like, oh, he's got this girlfriend. Like, I know these chicks. Like, and then that happens, and you're like, oh, God. Like, (laughs) now now she has a legitimate reason to be upset. Her whole family just died. Right, yeah. Before that, you're kind of like, oh, Christian, I hear you, man. Like, she's a pain in the ass. Like, she's not what you want to be dealing with. So the, the, the director does this thing, you know, Ari Aster does this thing where, he kind of makes you like them and then hate them, like, and, and pulls it back and forth a bunch, you know, to where you're like, I don't know how I feel about any of these people. But as the movie goes, you really don't feel comfortable about anything that's happening. Right, <laughs> like, yeah. And as you said, because it's bright and alluring, it kind of draws you in with this false sense of security. Like, oh, it's nice out. Like, what could happen? And, you know, then right. things really bad start to happen. Well, and, and I think he does that with the with the cult as well right because at first you like them you're like oh this is nice and they're welcoming and and i think it's a good choice to have it be because it's like another culture and they go over to sweden like watching it as an american like i don't know where the line is between like for for instance if they had set this movie in the united states and they go to a place like this in the u.s i would immediately be like well that's a fucking cult that's a yeah, straight right. up, that is a cult. But they go, you know, you said it somewhere else, somewhere unfamiliar to me. And they're doing these, you know, they're like, oh, this is like a traditional Swedish community. Right. And right. I'm like, to be honest, who, who has seen Sweden in the summer? It's unfamiliar to the whole planet, except right. if you live in Sweden. Right. Because yeah. like, what is that, like three months that it's like that? I didn't even know it could be like that. <laughs> right. Either. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I still I doubt that that's even real, you know. So <laughs> yeah, you're right. I don't know that. You're yeah. right. So <laughs> there's never nighttime. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Yeah. Or that it's yeah it's right. So you know, setting it in this like foreign culture, this entirely foreign land, it, you're caught off guard because you're not, you know, in another in a more familiar setting, you would immediately be like, oh, this is a cult. This is weird. Something's off here. Yeah. But since it's already kind of a foreign environment, you're like, okay, this is, you know, kind of rustic. Like, and I think like, uh, you know, just to kind of talk, to talk about the movie in general, he's not, I think he's condemning. Uh, I mean, you could ter- interpret this movie a lot of ways, but I, I definitely think on, on one hand, it's like condemning cults and like the ability, which kind of t- kind of ties into hereditary too. Right, because because oh, sure. they were the the machina- the machinations of hereditary. It was like the grandma, the matriarch of the family, was a, it like the whole movie was, uh, like they were all on puppet strings from this cult that was behind the scenes to turn the kid into like the god Paymon or whatever. Right. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so so there's a theme. It like both of these movies have to do with cults and people being susceptible 
an emotional, especially when they're like at a low point in their lives, being manipulated emotionally in, oh, yeah. into these kind of uh, groups. And uh, I forget where I was going with that. But anyway, you know, so it's it's the, the fact that it's like already unfamiliar. It's you're kind of caught off guard and anything is until shit really hits the fan. You're like. Well, see, but that's kind of the other thing I love about this movie is that, like, you know, in a lot of suspense-type movies or, you know, you tend to have this longer play out where you don't really know when shit's going to hit the fan. Or in horror movies, it happens really early. But in this one, it's like you get to this cult and you're like, oh, this is cool. Like, these people (laughs) seem kind of straight and everything seems fine. And then they go out to the cliff and you see this horrifying, like, you know, suicide thing where you're just like what the fuck just happened? Like, right. this, is, this is way too early in the movie for me to be seeing this. Like, I would get the fuck out of this place right now. Right. Like, what are they yeah. doing? And then, like, and then, try to, the trip seems like a good idea. But as you soon know, as, like, it's as like, soon let's go to this meadow. Oh, sorry. Yeah, no, it's like, let's go to this, this meadow and take mushrooms. You know, like, it's something that, like, college kids would be like, fuck yeah, man. You know, yeah. like, I'm gonna, who, yeah, see some people in robes. Like, fine. <laughs> You know, and it totally like it, it. It sucks you in even as like a viewer. You're like that would be you know like oh back in my twenties that would have been fun. <laughs> right. Well, and, and I and I think one thing that I remember where I was going earlier with what I was saying, but one thing that I think is so appealing about the cult at first is something I feel like we've lost in our you know we we live in a society right so. Uh, but what, I feel like one thing we've lost, like, as much as religion and especially, like, Christianity has been used oppressively and uh, in a harmful way and, and, and throwing that off as a society has its benefits, I do think the loss of ritual and tradition and culture, in a way, and things being passed down, knowledge and, and, and yeah, just rituals and traditions being passed down from one generation to another... Um, I feel like a lot, I feel like this personally. And I think a lot of people right now, you almost feel like, I don't like what kind what culture was passed down from my parents to me. I don't not none. I, you know, box, box, mashed potatoes, you know, like, (laughs) you know, you know, and then the argument would be like, that is it, you know, that we don't really see our culture because we're in it. Right. Well, yeah. And I, I just, I think a lot of people, or at least me especially, but I think, you know, people in general, like, feel kind of adrift um, and and kind of untethered to any kind of, like, longer tradition of any kind of lineage before you. You know what I mean? I do. But I think Halterman might be frozen. Let's see if he's yeah, trying to get like back he's, in. He's coming in on, like, a different... Yeah, like there's, there's a guest user now, but it's muted. Okay. It's unmuted now. Are you with us, Halterman? I feel your presence, Halterman. <laughs> if if you're here, knock twice. Everyone, everyone, touch the mouse pad on their on their Ouija board laptops. <laughs> <laughs> he froze in a real funny picture. Like that. that always happens. Oh. <laughs> I feel like that's always the case. <laughs> yeah. All right, uh, guest user is muted. Oh, Halterman, you back? I'm back. Sorry about that. <laughs> no, no worries. It went, it just, you know, it goes off the rails. It just shut down for some reason. I don't know. It's okay. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, anyway um, so so I was just saying, I think in general, a lot of people uh, feel untethered to any kind of like 
ancestry or any kind of lineage or like traditions or anything handed down from your, your parents and their parents, which I think most yeah. humans throughout history have had some notion of that. And well, I, you know, it's funny. I mean, as somebody who taught social studies for a lot of years and, and I studied a lot of cultural history stuff, I mean, I think we we pick up aspects of culture that we don't really think of as being a big deal. I mean, obviously the holidays we celebrate and the traditions we do with our kids are things that, you know, mimic what we did as kids. So, you know, basic things like Halloween. I mean, Halloween's non-secular and we all kind of have our Halloween thing that we do because it was the way, you know, we got it from our parents. So, you know, there's some aspects of things like that, but I found most often when I talk to people like, food is a big part of it like the things you eat during certain times of the year or the things you think of as comfort foods versus like fancy things like there's certain aspects of your heritage that you kind of just get um from being a family and i I agree with you i think religion and especially like social groups now i don't i don't want to wax too philosophic (laughs) here but after all this pandemic shit has happened like these things have become harder and harder for people to find in safe ways so you know it's like I think a movie like this hits a little differently like than it used to because part of us I think understands like how some of these kids like Danny or what's the uh the 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 young guys who are doing the research like Josh oh his name's Josh look at that um like they you know they they're looking for something to kind of help them like make sense out of life because they don't have a lot of answers and they're kind of searching for something too so, you know, that, that's where I think it's cool that they, they have these characters you don't really care for that are kind of snide and backstabbing and selfish and whatever. But also, like, you're like, I get it. They're very human. Like, I can <laughs> I can see why they do the things they do. Yeah. It's a hard thing to pull off, I think, in a movie, but it's done very expertly in this one. So this is one of the reasons I was uh, very fascinated by this particular film. And, again, the, this production company does a lot of great stuff. I don't know if you guys know some of them, but, like, they did the Green Knight. There's this movie, The Lighthouse, that has Willem Dafoe and yeah. Robert Pattinson. Yeah. yeah, that's incredible. I mean, like you should check that one out if you haven't seen it. Like, they have so many movies, but this one, I think more than any, it deplorable characters that are lovable. You know, <laughs> even even the guy Pele. Like Pele is so amazing, but then you're like, oh, this guy is totally like he's a monster. Like he traps all these people to sacrifice yeah. them for God's sake. Like he, he's he a terrible person. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. He was the worst one the whole time. What? The whole time, I'm like, what an adorable sweet. He's the <laughs> sweetest guy ever. No, wait, wait. If I could, the, the Pele guy, like, he also, he not only brought the Americans over, but he also, he kind of dated or flirted with the other girl from, like, maybe the UK and her, you know, the, the other lady that was with, like, her fiance or boyfriend. Uh, like, no, that was, that was his buddy. Pele came with, um, with, you know, Danny and Mark and Christian in them. So yep. that was one group. And then that other group um, that yeah. had... And there was the girl and he... And Connie and he Simon. Said something about, yeah, he said something about how... Or no, Connie mentioned that, like, they almost were in a relationship. I, oh, think so, so. I thought that was a different guy. Yeah, I thought it was a different guy, yeah. Was that Dan or am I confusing Dan and Pele? Like, there was, there was another guy. They were, like, they were brothers. Because in the end... It was the one guy who who volunteered voluntarily went into the fire. Remember, mm-hmm. and Pele didn't. He stayed with the group. So there was like two of them. Okay. All right, maybe I'm wrong. Okay. No, no. I mean, I I can't remember which one was which, but one of them brought <laughs> Connie and Simon, and then the other one brought the other kids. Okay. So they the two of them coordinated it to get them all there. Like they didn't yeah, know of course. Right. Uh, yeah. yeah. 
again, this this the cult is like there from the beginning. You you finish the movie and you think back like all the dark shit in the very beginning of the, like the first fifteen minutes of the movie. Like a lot of that, you know, you think like, oh, did the cult like kill her sister? Like did right. to like create a response in her? To, well, like, I mean, that's and that's one of those things that's just really mind blowing because I, I feel like duct tape. A thing I mean, in your mouth that's also attached downstairs into your garage to like the muffler. Right. So, so for me, I felt like th- there was this thing, you know, that they do in some of these movies, and and Hereditary, like you said, it's the string thing. Um, but with this, it's like the whole time you're wondering, is this just a cult, or is there actually like magic going on here? Right. And when they're doing that maypole shit, and she starts speaking their language. I was yeah. like, oh, damn, this is a, this is magic. Like, <laughs> so then, like you said, Brent, I think, like, yeah, maybe her family's dead because it was part of the witchcraft. Mm-hmm. Like, because, or, or maybe it was just part of, like, the universe setting up this weird thing. Because I feel like when they all get together and she says she wants to go, Pele's like, this is what I was missing. This is what I was waiting for. And the universe brought it. Yeah. And then in the end, right, he gets rewarded. They're like, for being these great cult dudes who can like sense things in the universe and brought all this to us, you know, they were like, you get to decide. And, and one of them went in the hut and the other one stayed out. Yeah. I don't, I don't know why one guy got to stay out. I mean, I would have been like, why, why do I got to go burn alive? Like, why can't that guy burn alive? <laughs> you got to be all in though. I mean, like if you're going to jump off the cliff, like you're <sighs> that's, that's, earlier, the that's why I'm not in a cult. Man. <laughs> I, can't, I, can't, I can't take it to that level. I mean, for me, I'm just like, I'm out guys. Yeah. <laughs> Well, you know, I would have seen the rock thing, and I would have been like, yeah, "The mushrooms were fun yesterday, but the rock." The rock. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, thank you. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like you get to like have like crazy orgies where like some old lady is like pushing your butt so that you. Okay. You, like, we don't talk about this. Let me. You know, I'm gonna get a glass of water. Well, I do. Wait, before, yeah, before we get into that scene, I do want to mention that the um. You know, we've been talking about the the beginning of the movie being really dark, and then it gets bright when they get to Sweden. I read about the uh, the director realized kind of in the middle of developing the movie a lot of parallels with the Wizard of Oz, like scare you know their scarecrows and other things that he noticed, and so the movie going from like a very dark, bleak movie to being very bright when they get to Sweden what in, oh, in yeah. his, was kind of mirroring the Wizard of Oz, where it's like very black black and white in the beginning. And then she gets to Oz, and it's like tech, in Technicolor. Yeah. You know? Tonally, it changes yeah. in a huge way. I mean, the first part of the movie is is almost tough to get through. Like, yeah. <laughs> I remember the first time I was watching it, I did. I only got like ten minutes into it because you know it's like they're going back and forth arguing, and then the death scene. Came, and I was just like, oh, I can't do this right now. This is heavy. Right. But then, but then you know, not five minutes after that. Like you said, the whole movie kind of flips around and, and becomes a very different thing. So that's very interesting. Come out, come out wherever you are. <laughs> you know, it's it's funny though, I actually read this other article though where the director said that he intentionally included all this stuff from, you know, old sort of like folklore and mythology type stuff, but yeah. intentionally did not make any kind of explanation that could be sussed out. 
because he wanted people to just kind of like get whatever they wanted out of it. So, you know, so when you read forums and stuff, people are like, well, this one guy is supposed to represent this and this. And the director's like, yeah, I guess, whatever. (laughs) That wasn't my intention, but fine. You know, because people are like, well, it's the four elements. It's earth and air. And he's like, not not really, but yeah, okay. It's like I did the one thing because Vikings used to torture people that way. And I did the other thing because, you know, it was from something a cult used to do. Like, you know, so he just kind of cobbled together gather random stuff uh but like none of the um one thing i read that was really funny is none of the hallucinogenic stuff is accurate in any way because in sweden they just drink a shit ton of beer like beer and liquor i mean they'll make liquor for special holidays but he's like you know it's not really as exciting or twisted or fun to watch people just get hammered on beer and like liquor right so it doesn't make for as good a movie you know and i agree well, well and, it's, and especially the the effects they use to show that where like the background is kind of crawling and moving you know and and the flower, the flower and her, breeds, yeah, the flower you know, it's very subtle and i mean as someone who enjoys hallucinogens i appreciated that i was yeah. like oh these are done very well this guy is definitely tripped a bunch of times <laughs> right. he, knows, right. he well, knows what to look for <laughs> right well and there's that there's that one part in the beginning man there were a couple parts where i didn't i was like yes that's I I I understand that feeling. Oh, like the grass coming out of the hands. The gra- yeah, or or, whatever. or or when they're sitting on the the grassy knoll in the beginning, and somebody walks up, and he's like, uh, he's like, oh, is that a new person? I don't want to deal with a new person right now. <laughs> you know, right. <laughs> right. You know. No, guys, just lay down with me. Do it right now. Everybody lay down. Yeah, Why are you guys laying down? Everybody lay down. Just li- just trust me. It's nice. It feels really good. You know. But so there's that. And then at the toward the very end, when it's just like Christian and Danny, and they've been separated, and he's like he's obviously having a bad time sitting. Oh at, yeah, because he's been he's been hypnotized by her like pubic hair and and, uh, and yeah. yeah, they make him. No, he's he's cursed. It's he's not. See, and this is where it gets tough because like. I don't like Christian, you know, right. I don't like the guy. He's a terrible boyfriend. Yeah, yeah. But I'm not sure if he would have cheated on her necessarily. I'm really torn with that because, I mean, the guy got cursed. Like, you know, <laughs> I'm just saying, like, we got to be responsible for our choices. But if I get cursed by a lady, right. that's right. a different if, kind if of thing, isn't it? If there's magic in your Campbell soup, yeah. <laughs> I mean, if he knew what he was eating and drinking... Right. Maybe he could have made the choice, you know, consented curse or whatever. <laughs> consented to the but curse. But it was not a consensual curse. He didn't know what he was getting. <laughs> you don't just lace somebody's food and curse them like that. Well, you, you chop up the pubic hair a little more. Like, why does it have to be like one? Like, like what? Just, like that's hey, that, it's you know, the spell. That's hey, don't hate the spell. You know, it's. <laughs> It's the way she used it, okay? The spell was fine. The spell was sound. Clearly it worked. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it was bare skin, yeah. Right, well, well the, the part I was, I was talking about is, like, toward the end, he's sitting at the table, and the guy next to him, he's, like, being annoying, and the guy next to him just claps. Yes. And he, yeah. start, he starts, like, almost crying. He's like, what is happening right well, now? Well, the and guy he, claps well, in his face, and things get more confusing. I know yeah. exactly well, what you're Yeah, and, and the whole world, like, warps around him. And he's like, oh, like almost on the verge of crying. And he asks the guy, he's like, he's like, why would you do that? <laughs> and he's like, no, I thought it was like, what's happening to me? And the guy just kind of like looks away. He's like, I don't understand anything right now. It's he's he seems truly confused and terrified. I feel really bad for him in that moment. I'm like, yeah, yeah this guy's fucked. He's like, he does distressed. not know what he walked into. <laughs> 
he was just trying to get some Swedish strange man, and he ended up getting cursed and so, stuffed into a bear. Stuffed they into stuffed a bear. What would have happened if if they arrived if they arrived at Oz, right? And they were just like they saw the couple the, the old people jump off the cliff. Like, what if like Christian was just like, I'm in. I'm <laughs> like He's I'm like, down. I love this. I'm all in. Like, like would they have still killed it? Like, would, or is he? Predestined. No, it's tough, man. I mean, because this is the thing, too. Like, I always think about it that way, too. Yeah, because, like, what was the original plan? Like, Danny wasn't even supposed to be there, right? So yeah. that makes the whole situation much more complicated. Yeah. And if Danny went and they were in a good relationship, both of them would have wanted to bail just like the other couple did, right? They would have been like, we need to get the fuck out of here, like, now. Yeah. Right. Um, so then it would have left Christian like as or or, or uh, the other dude as Simon? the odd man, the one who pissed pissed on the log. What's oh, his name? Mark, I think Mark. Yeah, Mark. Mark. Everybody hates Mark. Yeah, <laughs> when I like, yes, other, Mark. he's like, Mark. he's like, he's like the total quintessential American. Like, yeah, let's party. And they're right. like, we're in a fucking commune. Mark. Well, and like, I, I like. I don't the, understand the peeing thing. Like, like surely they had been there a day at least, right? Like. The, the social norms were I think really he's, established. He's, he's, he's American, Brett. He doesn't care. <laughs> well, he's like, you know, he sees anything that is in America, and he's like, it's, it's piss toilet. on it. Just piss on it. <laughs> it's not my house, my personal house. It's not my collection of guns, so I might as well just, so just piss pee on it. it. But like, well, if, I, if I'm at like a steakhouse, yeah, I don't yeah. just like walk out to the parking lot and fucking piss on a parking cone. Like I much much less if I went to a foreign country and was entertained by a family or a dignitary, and I'm just like. It's cool if I piss right here, right? Like just on your car, like yeah. Man, you know, I have to, yeah. I have to question your patriotism. He's, you know, he's such a terrible. Dude. <laughs> I mean, he's so terrible. Well, so, and that's what, my whole thing is like to back, back to your point though. Is like I feel like that was part of the magic, right? Like, could it have been Christian? I don't think so. I think Christian was always part of the. You know, he needed to Lebowski style inseminate that chick you know, die, and then, you know, they get their new member from Danny or whatever. Yeah. You know, because think about it, too. Like, what did they, the, 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 the cult, they lost two people, right, who sacrificed themselves. Yeah. And then two that died of old age, right? Right. But then they got a, a, a child in the new chick, and Danny joined. So the two that were born were replaced. Yeah. So the only people who left were the old ones, and one of the new ones is a young one. So, like... Again, the cult's doing this whole seasonal cycle thing where yeah. they're trying to, you know, they're replacing. And But Christian doesn't really make that happen unless he dies. Or, yeah. You <laughs> also have like a weird inbreeding thing as well where they where they, they hold in regard to something. That's the weird part of the movie. Way. I was a little unclear about that part of the movie. To well, be yeah. When they, they talk about it's – well, and man, some of the quotes because they talk about intentional inbreeding. And yeah. they he says um, – It's like an oracle. You know, it's yeah. like their their version of like an oracle of Delphi. Yeah. Right. Well, and that's and weird. he says Reuben is unclouded by normal cognition. It makes him open for the source. And yep. then and then he says uh, oracles are deliberate products of inbreeding. Which so is see, I feel wild. like that's kind of part of how they were able to send out people and bring people back is like he you know the kid draws pictures and they look at the pictures and they put the pictures up on the thing and they're like burn them in a bear okay you know <laughs> right not that, not, not that the kid drew that one right i mean 
some right. kid like you know a thousand years ago drew that one right but i think like all of their stuff has been like the kid being like well you know now we need to give the mushroom juice to like this kid and they're like okay yeah. cool and that's and they and they just trust the process and you know the harvest comes yeah. so it, it all works yeah. out well and and I, and I like that everything in this movie could be explained through a magical means but then it oh, could yeah. I, it could also be like equally explained by just like non-magic right by just them doing things and just like their belief and them believing uh that this shit is so you think she was just so high that like she wasn't speaking like she well, just was like well, blah, that's, blah, blah, blah. that's the thing I, like you're speaking your language exa- yeah, like, like, hey, hey, i i think it's so i think it's I'm not going to rule it out because they do a lot of hallucinogens over the couple days they're there. So right. well, I was going to say, like, it's possible. Yeah, I think you know, that's a thing. I think sober. it's open they're for interpretation. Sober. Yeah, it could go either way, you know? Yeah, but, I mean, totally. I could see it, yeah. <laughs> but, I, I, but I like the, uh, you know, the whole and, – and I picked up on it more the second time watching it because it's a lot of information the first time you watch it. But just how – from the time you're born to the time you're 18 is your spring, right? When you're a child. And then 18 to 36 is your summer when you're an adult. And then 36 to 54 is your fall when you're a worker. That's got to be some sweet years, right? Yeah. I mean, that's when you're like running the commune. Like right. you get whatever you want pretty much. Right. Yeah. I mean, the, the elders, you know, you complain about the elders, but other like than that. Breeding with all of your family. It's I mean, oh. you got energy still and you're calling the shots and the elders, you know, whatever. Right. Yeah. Until and then finally your winter, right? Your winter. Yeah. Until you're 72 and then take the big jump jump on the rock and 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 they just expertly throw in the like you know haha that's funny and then they do and you're like okay so they're not fucking around with anything in this movie at all (laughs) like when they talk about how they're gonna like you know whatever they're they mean it they're not yeah (laughs) Yeah. well that is that is funny homeboy just walks off the cliff yeah. Like surely he had seen that before. Like, oh, that's if, something I wanted to know. Did, did he get cold feet? Like, what happened there? Right. I mean, did he not prepare? Yeah, you watch it, and you're, or, or is somebody supposed to have the hammer job? Like, is that part of the ritual? I don't know. I, you know, one thing I will say I thought was cool was they would do those shots of, um, and and I love any movie that does this. Where they show you, kind of like you were saying, too much information, but they're not going to treat you like an idiot and explain it. Right. It's just kind of like they're like Mad Max Fury Road. The whole movie's like that, where they don't I really get anything that's going on. They're just like, here it is. And you're like, <laughs> okay. And then the movie's over. Right. So, like, I love in this movie when they go, when they take Christian into the hut to talk to, like, the head matriarch or whatever yeah. and the walls are just covered with all these pictures mm-hmm. and you can't even see them all so that's like one of those things like there's probably a picture of like a lady going head first and a dude going foot first with the hammer right you know and so it's like it is the way right. you know so you got to do that but but when you watch it i mean that's the thing is that movie just has a great way of like sucker punching you when you're like this is really beautiful i i could see living at this god what the fuck is this right <laughs> and then yeah and then and then one of the cult guys comes out and he's like quit pissing on my ancestors with your disgusting dick <laughs> oh man <And> that's, <laughs> 
Dude, and let me tell you, that was the other scene that reminded me of like uncomfortable tripping is when they're at the table and he's like looking across the table and the other dude's staring at him and he's like, oh, fuck, man, that guy's still looking at me. And I just thought of like any time I'd ever done something like that in a place where I was uncomfortable and I was just like, Jesus Christ, are people staring at me? I can't do this right now. Like, right. That's, that, it's that feeling of like, why? Why is that guy looking at me in such an uncomfortable way? <laughs> he what? goes, he goes. I think he wants to kill me. Yeah. And then, like, 30 yeah. seconds later, like, some beautiful young lady, like, is like, can you meet me over here by the barn? You yeah. know, woods, quietly, that big, where that no one dude with the big hammer just, like, fucking rocks his dome. Yeah. <laughs> sure. I'm sure. Yeah. He, got, he got the melon treatment. Yeah. I mean, when they hit that one old man with the hammer, I, I really wonder if they got, like, the special effects guys to go get, like, cantaloupes, and they just you know, wrapped them in, like, rubber, and they were just beating cantaloupes. Because, like, when you watch it, it's so, like, oh. It's it's fuck. visceral. It's, it's, and, it's tough. Yeah. Like, a, yeah. I mean, it's like when that little girl's head gets ripped off in, in hereditary. hereditary yeah. just like, oh, yeah. like, what am yeah. I watching? <laughs> and, then in, 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 and then in both, both movies, you get a long close-up of the aftermath. Right? Yeah, right, you're just Where like, like oh hey, you fuck! Didn't, you didn't look away, did you? Yeah, right. You <laughs> want to make sure you see this. <laughs> yeah, Jesus. Did not Mark's face become like a mask? Yeah, he yeah. Off and the one dude wears it. Oh, yeah, that's right. When he, when the scholar guy, uh, Josh. Like, hey, what's up, Mark? Like, oh, hey, Mark. And then, <laughs> <laughs> and then, yeah, and then he gets him. Yeah. Yeah, he's like, like, yeah, Josh is like, he's trying to take pictures of the secret book, and he's like, oh, hi, Mark. Hi, Mark. (laughs) He's like, I did not. He's like, I did not. (laughs) Well, and then they and then they put Mark's face on a scarecrow, and it goes it goes into the temple for the burning at the end. (laughs) Yeah, which is wild shit. Yeah. Yeah. It's fantastic. I mean, yeah, no, and I wasn't sure, like, I don't know who it was who was Mark, but weren't they also pantsless? I want to say, like, they show up with the face mask and no pants on. It's a very unsettling combo where you're like, wait a minute, what is, what the fuck's going (laughs) on? Because the one guy goes to look at the book, right? He, like, sneaks off to look at the book and he turns around and he's like, Mark, you're going to get us in trouble. And Mark's standing there seemingly with a shirt and no pants, (laughs) like, with his fucking junk just hanging out. And you're like, what the shit is this? <laughs> and then he's got the mask on, and you're like, oh, okay, so it's like Leatherface style. These people are really messed up. Yeah. Well, and I think it was it was the guy who was angry with Mark for pissing on the tree. The guy who's wearing the face was the one that was like, oh, was oh, get your disgusting dick out of here, yeah. I read, I read on a forum that, that he was actually also wearing Mark's wiener over his own. <laughs> is that right? Yeah. That's cool. That's cool. <laughs> That's a statement. Yeah, just, that definitely lets people know who's in charge. <laughs> just so, wow. just so Josh, he, just so Josh would be fully convinced that it was Mark. That's right. Yeah, just so he would be like, like oh, I know that we need. Like, oh, Mark, are you uncircumcised? What's the deal? <laughs> we don't do that in Sweden. Yeah. Oh man. Yes. Um. But yeah, no, I, I wasn't sure if it was that guy or if it was maybe you know the disfigured oracle person. But that was a child, right? That wasn't yeah. an adult. Yeah. Okay. Child. I think it was the guy that was super pissed at him looking at the stairs. Yeah, no, that would make it sense. Would, well, it makes sense. They never say. Yeah, I don't, and I don't think it's clear in the movie, but after like reading about it afterwards, it's it's been confirmed that it's that guy. But yeah, I don't think it's clear in the movie who it is, who's wearing Mark's face. 
Yeah. Um, but. Oh, I, I, I guess the, yeah, the tapestries. Yeah. yeah. Well, the pictures on the wall. Then there was like a cool shot where it was going similar, backwards similar kind through of thing, the movie. Very cool. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It makes like for a cool kind of like cultural, you know, even though, you know, as a horror movie, it's not totally culturally accurate. It's cool how they take those pieces of things like it's an art style that's very kind of Nordic, you know, yeah. Yeah. in a way that uh, makes it feel like a very different movie. Because, I mean, you know, there's only so many times you can watch like horror movies before you just get tired of seeing the same stuff. Though I will say, I, and this is long overdue, I watched uh, Crawl recently. I don't know if you guys know that one, the no. alligator movie. No. Oh, I've seen, oh, I've seen, oh, Birth. I hated you watch that one too. Oh, it's badass. You guys should watch yeah. that. No, I've been, lately my thing, you can cut this out if you want, because this has nothing to do with what we're talking about, but my thing lately has been watching movies that make me yell at the television, uh, like, and freak out when I'm watching it. Like, I watched Gravity the other day, and the whole time I'm watching that, I'm like, Sandra Bullock, what the fuck are you thinking? Like, get out of that thing. Like, why are you in space? You know, I just yell at the TV because it's terrifying. Like, I wouldn't want to go through that. Crawl is this movie about this chick who's like a swimmer and her dad hasn't been calling her back. So she goes to check on him, blah, blah, blah. She gets trapped in this house with like a full sized adult alligator. Like in the base, she's in the crawl space. You know, she goes down to help her dad. This is all in the first like five minutes. Right. This is set up for it. You know, you see it in the banner. So I'm not spoiling anything, but this chick goes to help her dad and he's down in this crawl space and she realizes why he's down there is because like this gator attacked him. And then she gets trapped down there with this fucking enormous gator. And, like, you know, it's one of those sort of survival horror movie type things, but it was really good. I mean, you watch it. It's real short. You know, it's a nice, like, 80 yeah. minute. Right, like, yeah. But it's, it's short, the same. like, it's run from the gator. Like, oh, now it's flooding. Now you're really screwed. Now swim from the gator. Like, what are you going to do? You know, that's the movie. I mean, but it, it was, you know. So I've been watching movies that make me yell, like, and freak out. And so I have to watch them when my kid's not here because <laughs> I, like, wake him up. He's like, what are you yelling at in there? <laughs> Got to do something, though, okay? Um, but yeah, this, this movie is definitely, it's, you know, Midsummer has moments where you want to yell at these characters for being so dumb. Like in parts, like, I'm just like, you know, I don't even care. I would just get a backpack and just start walking through the woods. Like maybe they are five days from anything. Maybe I'd die in the woods. Fine. Like I don't want to be strung up like a weird stuffed (laughs) pinata and burned in a house. Like, no thanks. Well, and they have like the, the, the cult member with like the levity in the brain no 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 stay here they do the and they get you with the thing and then you're down like yeah 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 i would say like wait for five minutes and we'll bring the car around yeah we'll drive you because they're all so sweet and nice and swedish and that's the thing they're all like oh yes they're very nice and swedish like and you're like the little redhead girl will kick you a little bit just a little bit in a flirtation I don't want to do the voice because I don't want to come across as racist or whatever, but Swedish people seem like gen- – it's like when you hear like a British person with a really strong British accent, you're like, oh, that's cute. And so it lures you into a sense of false security. I'm sure Jack the Ripper used that all the time. <laughs> yeah, Wait, wait a minute. I'm sorry. Wait. Wrapped in a box wait. of little Debbie snack cakes. Wait, I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry. I want to I want to talk about Jack the Ripper using that voice. Do you think it would work on other British people? To wear, like, <laughs> well, I don't know. I mean, I'm you kidding, know, I'm just... I, I don't know what the British.
British hookers were into back in you know the 1700s or whatever, man. Right. Like that's you know, true. They're like they're like, hey, governor, want to take me for a toss? And he's, like, and he's like, he's like, oh, my lady, take my arm, climb climb upon my white horse. You seen that movie? What is it? The Johnny Depp one. It's not that good. Oh, from hell. From hell. That's the one. I love in that movie how everyone is filthy except for uh, what's the female lead? Um, is Christina Ricci in that? Or no, that's no, Sleepy Hollow. Oh, it's, like it's it's the one who was also in the second uh, Austin Powers movie. Oh, I can't think of, yeah. I can't think of her name right now, but it's so funny because is Heather that? Heather Graham? Heather Graham. I love in From Hell how everyone is filthy disgusting like toothless whores and then there's heather graham and she's gorgeous in every shot she's like let's hit the streets girls and you're like you're not a hooker like look at you you look like a l'oreal model surrounded by british hookers like this is not it's not believable they'll give her like a little dark smudge and she's like we gotta hit the streets harder girls and you're like no you don't need a job <laughs> no, you need to find one dude, and he will whisk you away and take you away from all this. Cause look at you, honey. Like you are not a street. <laughs> no, Jack the Ripper target. Get out of here. With it. <laughs> it's like the only thing in that movie that's really. I mean, even the fortune telling on you know Morphe more believable than that shit. Oh, I picture you just screaming at the screen. Oh, dude. Like, to, I gotta scream at something, man. I'd never see people like society's gone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, just gotta, I mean, I can't, because, I mean, you've seen how Karen's just losing on everybody, right? Like, yeah. I, gotta, yeah. I gotta yell at my TV, because I can't be doing that, man. I can't be going and losing it at, like, the Target barista. That's not cool. <laughs> no, no. They don't, don't deserve that shit, man. Don't like, they don't, they don't get paid enough <laughs> to deal with that. Yeah. Well, I. <laughs> You know, I, w- I just want to point out, I was, uh, the day we were originally going to record this episode, what is it, a m- couple, two or three Mondays ago, Monday. and then, and then Brent, Brent had COVID, so we had to, we had to postpone, but it was, um, it was actually Florence Pugh's birthday on that Monday we were going to record. Oh, right. Yeah, so I was going to point that out, which we, d- we didn't end up recording that well, day. We were going to be like, our guest star, Lord Pugh, everybody. Florence oh, Pugh. <laughs> oh, okay. Her birthday, we got her. No, yeah. uh, that would have been cool. Who, which and now she's she's Yelena, the Black Widow's sister in the in the Marvel movies, Man. and she's no, she's she's I mean, so she's great. She's really killing her. She had something where her throat was like too narrow or something. Apparently, she's had uh like a, in extreme surgery on her throat, like maybe even had a pipe put in there to like. Oh really? Yeah, and and apparently that's part of the reason she's got such a like there's like hus- necklaces and stuff. Well, that may be too, but she's got like a husky like her voice. Uh, I guess part of that is because of like all the surgery and everything she's had. And ta- just to, to take a detour into the Marvel movies for a minute, the um, Mark, the guy with the 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 disgusting dick. He's gonna uh, be Adam Warlock, yes. Yeah, played by Will Poulter. He's gonna be Adam Warlock. He's gonna be he's gonna be Adam Warlock in the next Guardians movie. Yeah, which... I heard about that. And I thought that was kind of a weird and interesting choice, but yeah. um, then read some things where people were saying that like on the set he was just incredible. So. I'm sure he is. I'm like, whatever, I'm I'm down for it. I mean yeah. 
I really loved uh, James Gunn's like uh, Suicide Squad. I thought it was hilarious. I mean, I went to see that twice in the theater, but you know, I have that membership thing. Right. Uh, I, I fucking laughed through that whole movie. I thought that movie was <laughs> incredible. I talk then, about your membership a lot. I've noticed. Yeah. No, I know. I watched. I, I, I'm like, I've got this friend, and he could yeah. just have you seen that Peacemaker thing at all? I haven't. No. no. I, I I just started watching it. I'm like two. I mean, there's only three up, and I'm like two into it. But um, you know, it's one of those things, man. John Cena. I think. You know, I don't know what it is, man. I guess I just forget, you know, because I don't watch professional wrestling. But those guys, I mean, they put a ton of work into entertaining a lot of people and being super funny and high energy or just, like, very captivating. And he's been in a couple of things lately I've been super impressed by. like, And, I mean, not movies that are, like, cinematic works of art but like he's i mean like he was in that fast and furious what was it nine or eight or some shit what a, who, yeah who the hell knows I, and i thought he was great and i was like oh he's fucking talking about this the last time <laughs> oh did we talk about that a little bit yeah no that movie was great i've been meaning to watch the, the the fast and furious series because oh yeah no i went through all of them i mean and they're, oh. they're, they're like some of the worst movies i've ever seen in my life but they're also really funny like and, and, you know, by the last one, they were even making fun of House, too. I mean, there's parts of it where they're like, how are we not dead? Like, we should be fucking dead. Like, you know, so, I mean, it kind of becomes like a whole joke of the series. But, oh, yeah, we talked about how it's like uh, it's Marvel for, like, middle America. It's, yeah. Like, it's still, it's still yeah. Billy Marvel, right? That's what we were talking about. I remember this now. Me too now. Yeah. Definitely what it is. Yeah, no, it's, it's, it's Marvel for hillbillies. But, I mean, you know, whatever. Everybody's got to have their thing, I guess. Right, yeah. Yeah, whatever. Well, yeah, whatever floats your boat. Yeah, man. I mean, but, I you know I'm down to watch all of them. Like, <laughs> I don't care. But no, but no. You, I thought James Gunn did a great job with that shit. And uh, yeah, John Cena's really funny in this new Peacemaker show. And the only thing I'll say about it is he has a pet eagle named Eagley, and nice. his eagle steals the show, man. His eagle is fantastic. Well, I, I've seen I've seen the opening. They, there's like a dance number that opens the show, right? Yeah, there is. I've yeah. seen that. I've seen clips of. I've seen that clip. It's oh. yeah. That that whole dance number is funny because it it has this weird reminiscence of like, you know, I don't know. I love when directors try to do that thing where they make something retro without being too on the nose about it. It's like if you use the right amount of like pink fluorescent highlights <laughs> and you know like a weird. 3d thing that isn't very 3d but it's like lines you know segmented lines coming out of the back you know to make it look like an 80s video game yeah there are some directors that just do this very well and james gunn has a way of doing this that i just really love he he makes things very like uh like a nod to stuff without being exactly the same without being too much yeah 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 yeah. so it's cool well i wanted to mention you you mentioned earlier the uh we ju- I think you just briefly touched on it, but I didn't. I looked it up after watching this movie that when when Christian finds Simon and he's like flayed open in that shack and his yes. his lungs are outside of his body, like still yeah, right. re- breathing. Um, yeah. Apparently, you you mentioned this, but it's it's not known whether this was actually done or not, or if it, they just wrote about it. But that's like you you mentioned, it's a Viking form of torture called the blood the blood eagle uh yeah, that yeah, was at, give you wings. yeah that was at least written about i don't know if anybody ever actually did it but it sounds fucking mortifying 
<laughs> yeah, well, and, and apparently the whole thing is that you can stay alive, like, when they do it. Um, and, you know, to my knowledge, too, and again, you know, I studied a lot of stuff, you know, when I did my history degrees and master's degree and stuff, but, um, like, during the Spanish Inquisition, they would do things like this to people all the time, you know, because they wanted to mutilate and torture people, but also keep them alive as long as possible to question them and stuff, so... Right. Um, you know, I, again, to my knowledge, like, I think some of these things were also practiced then, but, yeah, just horrifying stuff. Like, I can't even imagine half the things that medieval torture involved. Like, it's, ugh, it's too much for words. Yeah, <laughs> no, uh, on, on the you know rare occasion. It would be like if, if, you, if you took super glue and just, like, put it on your pee hole. Dude, there are so many bad ones. Like, the worst so one could, in my mind, the worst one in my mind is one where they, they basically have you sit on a pyramid yep okay. yep and then they and then they tie these really heavy weights to your ankles and then they just keep adding more weights until you like start to split on the pyramid yeah Whoa. Yeah. yeah no and, and i mean again i don't even like just thinking about that hurts my ass like <laughs> just, it's not a stuff that i even want to like imagine because yeah. yeah it's terrible yeah yeah. You know, yeah. That's the kind of stuff they do. Or the other one, you know, which I know they did um, at the Hanoi Hilton uh, for Viet Cong prisoner. Uh, Hotel? V Vietnamese prisoner, uh, POWs. Like, it's part uh, of room service. During... Yeah, right. They That's would do this thing where they would, right? like, they, would, they would tie your hands behind your back, right? And then they would hang your hands on, like, a meat hook from the ceiling uh -huh. so that your arms would have to come up, like, this way. Right. And it would cause your shoulders to, like, separate, you know, so that your arms are hanging backwards, right. like, oh. as you hang from the ceiling. And they just put you up there for two or three days and then eventually take you down, relocate your shoulders and be like, you want to talk or should we put you back up there? And that's, like, how they would talk. And people would be like, I don't know anything. Right. Like, what do you want me to tell you? And then, then like, you just I'm, start... I'm a pilot. Like, I don't know shit. Right. And like, then you just start like, making up. you start making up shit. You're like, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, you I'll just be like, yeah, no, I mean, give me a map. I'll point at stuff. Like, yeah, bomb, bomb this area. I know. It, looked like a, it probably looked like a Hollywood, like, writer's room. Ugh, it's crazy. You're thinking of, like, crazy shit, you know? Yeah. <laughs> throw a dart at a board, really. I feel like those dudes from Jackass would, like, be really good at torturing people. Oh, dude, yeah, what, what, did, what did that look like? Remember when, that time we did that thing to each other? We should do that to him. <laughs> well, yeah. Wait, <laughs> yeah, that do, hurt, man. So, so do, do you that. think there were a bunch of, like, torturers, like, in a writer's room together, like, pitching ideas? It's like, oh, what if we sat him on a pyramid? And the guy's like, oh, and then we can tie weights. And they're all, like, laughing, and they're like, oh, yeah, yeah. You know what else would be a good idea, you know? <laughs> right, and then, like, one guy who sucks is like, just stab him three times in the belly and people are and like look, that's not fucking good you're like god like, damn it sam get out of here <laughs> how could there be any bad ideas at a torture writer's room you know <laughs> about this god damn it we talked about this <laughs> you're fired <laughs> all right well let's you know what let's uh i know josh has some stuff to say i i had a thought about christian the second time watching it and i i i wonder if you know, because I, I feel like a lot of what the director does in this movie is open for interpretation, but it's also very intentional. And Christian is a name that has a certain connotation, right? So, like, sure. I almost wonder if he's not supposed to represent, you know, because she's taken by this cult, this pagan religion. If maybe she it's part of that's not because she's been betrayed by Christian or Christianity, who's not giving her the love and the support that she needs um, you know, and he's, he's neglecting her. Um, and then I also thought that 
as a representation of like white Christianity, it's it's also interesting that he ends up stealing inspiration and disco- the discovery of the one black guy who's there. He like tries to take credit for his. Uh, <laughs> it, you know, well, I, I do like the way you threw that in there. That's pretty fantastic. <laughs> I mean, I'm not gonna lie. Like, part of me when you were kind of going through, you know, the connection as a religious thing. I mean, I, I kind of see it. I don't disagree. I also felt like when I watched the movie, to me, it just seems more like a lion's den that's disguised to look like a flock of sheep. Right. And I also, because I loved um, Greek and Roman history, which was like the first thing I studied, I was really into like old world paganism mm-hmm. and a lot of how those cultures work. So, you know, there's a lot of misunderstandings about sacrificing and, and, and all the things, the rituals they would do. But I think the misunderstanding stuff and the myths make it really fun. So for me, I saw it more that way. But when you threw that whole thing in there about Christian co-opting uh, Josh's stuff, the right. white man conquering over the black man's like innovation and idea, right. that, that sold it for me, man. I got to tell you, like, I think you're onto something there. Cause, I, yeah, I don't know. It's just a thought yeah. that occurred to me. You know? <laughs> I mean, yeah, no, it's, it's, it's funny, though, because, uh, you know, when it gets to the end – like you said, there there is this this interesting sort of interplay between these characters and and the whole thing with Danny and and, and Christian at the end. Like you kind of wonder, uh, you know, there's this moment where you're like, you know, is she gonna is she gonna pick the other guy? She doesn't even know this other guy, or is right. she just gonna get a clean start? You know, is that the idea here? She's gonna kill Christian for that reason? But you know, I mean. To me, it's funny because like there's so much magic going on. Maybe, I, I guess I missed the overall religious implication. To me, it just seemed more like, um, I don't know. Yeah, it just seemed more like a trap that was laid that like threw him off. Whereas yeah. like when I watched that other movie, The Witch, there is this whole thing where the family is like a they're they're like a Puritan family, uh-huh. and they're thrown out of like a Plymouth type colony for being too like extreme. So they're like really, really extreme. And then you've got the witches who are doing the pagan shit. So like, I guess in that movie, it seemed more on the nose for me. But, uh, but I do like what you're saying, man. I think there's a lot, there's some good, interesting, uh, there's some interesting way to that. (laughs) Well, and I think, uh, and the thing I like about this movie is that I think there are multiple interpretations that are, that are probably equally valid. You know, I like, I don't know, like you were saying earlier, I don't, I don't know that there's one right interpretation of, of this movie you know, and what his intent was, but, um, but I guess the big question always is like, did Christian deserve it? Like, did he deserve to get burned inside of a bear? Cause like <laughs> I was mentioning to you guys before we started, there's a lot of forums where people heavily debate this. Like, did Christian really deserve to get burned in a bear suit? Did he really deserve that? Yeah. I mean, let's go through the facts though. He was a really shitty, unavailable boyfriend. Yeah. Some might say even kind of emotionally abusive. Yeah. I mean, he sort of gaslights her a lot and is like, you shouldn't be upset about things. Why don't you get over it? I mean, he's kind of like 101 bad boyfriend. Like the whole time you're like, why doesn't she dump this guy? But she is kind of codependent and has a lot of issues of her own. So whatever. This is the other thing, right? Is Danny in a position to kill this poor dude? And to like, does she, should she be his executioner? I don't know. What do you guys think about this? Honestly? Yeah, let's, you know, I'm gonna, I, yeah, I think we should all go around and give an answer. I'll, I'll go first. I think that uh, if Christian is a metaphor for Christianity, then yeah, absolutely. Sure. Burn him in a bear suit. But, but. If we're just, if, if we're going solely on 
just the 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 superficial level of plot and what happens in the movie. The uh, humanism side of you. The yeah, no, I don't think I don't think he he any sin was great enough to be burned alive in a bear. <laughs> <laughs> Brett, where do you weigh in on this? I, I don't I don't think he should have been murdered. Yeah, I mean, I think it was horrible. <laughs> I think what a way to go. Yeah, that's a reasonable position. <laughs> yeah, just, I don't see why people are arguing that. You know, like, well, oh, he was a bad boyfriend. It's like, okay, like, what did he? I mean, yeah, like, we all had shitty relationships. <laughs> burn, him, burn them <laughs> all. Burn them all in there. Have I ever thought, like, oh, she's going to, like, strap me to a chair and then catch the apartment on fire? You know, like, <laughs> wrap, wrap you up in a okay, bear skin let, me, let me throw out another thing to consider, though, okay? Because here's where I land on it. Like, you know, again, I don't want to see anyone burned alive. And I certainly don't want to see a bear killed. I mean, that right. wasn't cool either. Like, no. why'd they have to kill the bear? But anyway, That's here's the other thing. If I was in Danny's position, I feel like you get a lot of weird looks if you burn that other guy. Okay. And then you join the cult afterwards with your... And, and then you're really tied to Christian then, That's right? Because he's be like awkward. your only buddy in the cult. Who's like, no, thanks for not killing me. And you're like, dude, just, you know. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so she didn't have a lot of choice is all I'm saying. I mean, I feel like she made the right choice. Yeah. Even though that sucks and he didn't deserve to die. And, you know, if I was in Danny's position, I'd be like, yeah, I guess we got to do this. Yeah. Right? I like the idea that then the cult has to then, like, get her to kill him even after the, the ceremony. Well, like, no. They, they did everything. They showed, him, they showed her through a keyhole. Of well, him, well, like, doing the lady. If he'd been a good boyfriend, yeah. Uh, okay. when they had gotten there, I feel like they would have, you know, they would have fur-pied, like, Mark or something. They right. would have gotten one of the other ones. Yeah. They wouldn't have yeah. done it because they'd been like, well, him and Danny are pretty close, like, so, you know. But he was a terrible boyfriend, and you know what? This is the magic side of it for me. I don't think the spell would have been right if he'd lived, so... Yeah, he had to die. Like yeah. he had to. I, th- okay. I mean, I, I, you know, I, I, yeah, I agree. I like. I don't think he deserved that to die in like a justice sense. But I you, don't know if, we, if but, any of us but, deserved but, to die, right? But, but die. you, you've convinced me that Danny yeah. made the right decision. Cause yeah, because what, like, like what it else would have been a do? lot worse for her. Yeah, she wouldn't have been smiling at the end. Although yeah. I do love how she smiles. Like, after looking very confused and like, what did I just do? And then she's like, yeah, that was the right choice. Yeah, that creepy smile. <laughs> well, and it's so, because there's like, in one sense, like, it's almost like she's been freed of, of this, like, tremendous burden and, like, tragedy and, like, trauma. Uh, on one, like, it seems that way. But I think she's just like, it's be, she's hiding it and just covering it up. Oh, with, it's the cult. It's oh, the cult. The cult well, well, and and at the end when she's walking as the as the temple's burning in the background, she's like she's burdened. She's like hunched over oh, yeah. with this giant like you know coat of flowers she's wearing. Uh, you know, and it's it's like a huge burden on her. You can see, you know. Yeah, no, I mean, and but all of it is just so beautifully shot, and the way it's like set up, like you're describing. I mean, uh, you know, it's it's one of those things. I've watched so many movies and a lot of horror movies, but it's rare that you come across like horror cinema where a director like Ari Aster like really knows how to kind of dance that line between shocking you, giving you like really horrific things to look at, but then also 
making it really beautiful and fascinating and like just really drawing you into that world. Like you kind of, you know, it's one of those great movies where the first time you watch it, you kind of lose yourself in it and you forget like what's going on. And then you're like, Oh shit, I'm scared. Cause like <laughs> you feel like you're right there in it with them. And you're like, buddy, get out of that. Get out of there now. Like, dude, I'm, when the baby's crying in that big bunkhouse, I was like, I'm out. Yeah. Like, no. Yeah. No. <laughs> that was before anything bad happened. They have a, crying a wailing baby in a bassinet next to you sleeping the whole week uh-huh. yeah. no I'm, thank I'm you back. no thank yeah. you I yeah. can't, i'm not gonna get any sleep i gotta go back to the <laughs> Annie's even taking like ambient yeah exactly. right yeah 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 well okay so i know brent's got to get his kid to bed soon i want to i, I want to just say while you guys kind of collect your head cannon one other thing i just wanted to point out that i noticed on my second rewatch is that throughout this movie Danny is like the only empathetic character. Like she empathizes with everybody. Like her, she's just always empathizing with other people. And even like as the girls are dancing toward the end, when she's crowned the May Queen, the other girls are falling and she's like worried about them until she's like pulled back into the dance. And then everybody else in the movie, um, either like the other Americans like lack empathy or with the cult, it's like a feigned performative empathy where the, I, the only one i would i would disagree with is pele i feel like he pulls some love magic on her with like the portrait and with remembering her birthday and all these other things he like is more of a boyfriend to her than christian ever was in the span of like two days yeah no so I, like I, he, I, but he taps I, into her in a way that like nobody else really does that's true but i think it's that's more manipulation than it is like true empathy i wouldn't you, i wouldn't disagree he i yeah. mean well i don't know you can use empathy against people too like i guess that's just true just you can read people doesn't mean you sympathize with them, you <laughs> know? So, i mean part of me feels like he's very empathetic but he uses it to like get the cult what they need in a harmful way yeah I yeah, can see that. yeah not not in a good way she's innocent empathetic though. yeah yeah. Next week, we're watching the 1990 film The Exorcist 3 Legion. And as always, you can follow us on social media on Facebook at Danger Explosion Presents Head Cannon, on Instagram at Head Cannon Pod, on Twitter at Horror Movie Pod, and you can always follow the subreddit r slash horror movie pod. Right on. Well, do you guys, uh, either one of you want to jump in first, or I can get my headcanon first? It doesn't matter to me. Oh, I'll do mine last, because it's short and sweet. You guys already know what it is. We Go ahead, Uh Well, my, mine is, I'll, I'll make mine brief. Um, my headcanon is that, you know, the, the, the temple or whatever burns out, it all the all the ashes, the embers finally are put out or whatever, and most most everything is burned, but, but not everything's going to burn completely. So in this this rubble, they find... Mark's face is still there, right? It's still, <laughs> still like maybe a little burned, a little charter on the edges, but it's fine. A little worse for the wear. So then, the next year, you know, when they when they have to go back and recruit other people, one of the young boys, maybe it's Pele. It's probably going to be somebody else in, in the future. But they wear Mark's face and Mark's dick, and they go back. They go back to Mark's family, and they try to be like, "Oh, hey, I'm Mark. You know, it's good to be back." And they're like. The family's like no fucking way, and so but so 
but then they don't want to make it awkward. So they're like, okay. So they like put up, they're like, maybe Mark has just changed. Maybe he had a real rough time in Sweden. So it's this, it's this cultist guy. And then it becomes a whole like, uh, you know, sitcom type thing. Yeah, where he's like trying to integrate. Where he's like trying to go on a date and impress his boss at a restaurant at the same time. (laughs) Yeah, it's a whole. he's like, hold on, you order dessert, I'll be right back. Yeah, it's it's, it's a whole, it's a fish out of water story, right? He's trying to. Off, he's sure. like a firebox. Right, right. This is Doubtfire style, yeah. of course. Yeah. yeah. So that's that's my headcanon. Yeah, sure. That that makes sense. That tracks. <laughs> Brent I, I was worried I was worried you were gonna steal mine. Oh no. <laughs> because mine's in the same setting. It's the next day, the embers have burned down. Okay. And and Christian C- Christian is alive and he wakes up. <laughs> He still has the, he's the bear skin on. Oh, it protected him. Protected him. I was thinking of, like, the Reverend. Okay. That's amazing. I kind of want to see this movie. Nice. Yeah, man. Uh, in a bear. And the next scenes are just him, like, systematically, like, like taking revenge oh, as the bear. Yeah. Oh, you know, I was almost thinking he climbs out of the rubble and there's, like, nothing there. There's, like, no cult. There's nothing. And he's, like... Why am I here in a bear suit in the middle of nowhere? And he's got to piece it together. Like he has no idea how oh, long like he's been out. He, and he yeah. like he lost he, like, his he memory. Like no, no, nothing in the movie surprised. ever happened. Like none of that stuff was real. He doesn't even know anyone named Danny. <laughs> it's really cold. Yeah, it's really cold. He puts Mark's dick on his head like a stocking cap. <laughs> and then you find out at the very, very the end of that movie. It's a Jacob's Ladder scenario, and he's actually sitting in a mental asylum with like a big bear, like. Uh, around himself just very cold <laughs> like that used to be by the fireplace but that guy yeah calm when he grows it. <laughs> i love it i love it i want to see well, it and then, and then my head canon is uh you know what we don't realize because none of you are paying close enough attention is that if you watch the credits closely they don't mention who christian is because you find out at the end, he's actually each and every one of us. Oh. You're Christian. <laughs> and then, you know, in the sequel, I mean, that's the real problem with the sequel is we're not all available to film it. Right. But it's each one of us, man or woman. We're all Christian. Right. We all kind of deserve to be in that bear. Kind of And suck. that's what we learn. That's what the movie really teaches us in the end. <laughs> that, you know, at one point or another, we all deserve to be in that bear. Right. And we're, individually, all of us are about to get a letter from the director. Yeah. To tell us yeah. No, but I mean, I, I got to say, I, I feel like I need to reevaluate. My new headcanon needs to just be, yeah, Jacob's Ladder scenario, where as the building's burning, we then see, like, Christian as an old man next to a fire wrapped in like a bearskin blanket and he's just sitting there rocking being like danny danny Danny. <laughs> and then and you know and then someone comes over with his pills and they're like here's your medicine for today and that's the end and we're like oh so none of that happened <laughs> like, it was all in his mind and he's like he's like smashed his face with a hammer and they're like yeah, yeah. okay old man like what <laughs> he's, he's by a fire with skin rug and outside it's like the middle of summer <laughs> that's what the tv show home is. It's, it's beautiful outside real sunny lots of grass he's looking out the window but he's freezing cold in his bear suit yeah. <laughs> nice oh, i love it i love it well Brent, i know you got to get going josh thank you again yep. for joining us it's a pleasure as always it's always oh, yeah. so much fun i'm glad we could be your your social outlet to adult oh yeah well no i, I, I look forward to the next one whenever it comes around you guys just let me know okay we'll, we'll do man for sure 29 all right man <laughs> yeah 
Alright, well, thank you, and thank you everyone for listening. This has been Head Cannon. <laughs>